Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron. Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Sitting next to me, the spirit of Christmas in human form. Yeah. Aaron St. Nicholas Brooks. You got it. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've made it. We're here. Christmas season is among us. Welcome to the Christmas episodes of the Best Things Podcast. Uh, we are very close to that magical, magical day. We're, we're in the middle of the season for sure. Um, yep. You are uh, behind the scenes. We recorded this intro once before and it messed up or I messed it up. Uh, so we're doing this again. But I made the reference that that you are just the right amount of fly for a white guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, these are my swag Christmas threads. I mean, that. And I have matching pants for this. Oh, you do? I do. Interesting. Um, they didn't fit today, so <laughs> I am not wearing them. When's the last time they fit? Uh, two Christmases ago. <laughs> you, uh, you're, you're, what you say is you're working on that father figure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the uh, I'm getting the dad bod ready. So, uh, uh-huh. listen, if uh, we know this is an audio podcast. It's an audio medium. But if you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, this is the best opportunity that you're going to have to go hit the subscribe button on that. At least go watch the beginning of this to see what he's wearing. I got I got a Christmas yeah, sweater on. Yeah. I, got, I got myself a little Star Wars Grogu. Let's see, what's it say? Uh, um, Galaxy's Greetings. Yeah, Mar- Mary, Mary Force, Force be with you. Yeah, yeah. very good. So, very good. We're in the Christmas spirit, and so... Uh, We've got two weeks of Christmas episodes Woo. for you before uh, the final episode. Can you believe we're here? The final okay. episode of the year wow. uh, in just a few weeks. The best of the best things going to be coming your way. Um, Aaron, it's baby month for you. It is. This is it, buddy. This is it. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're here and ready to go. I hope you're ready to go. The countdown is uh Counting down. <laughs> we record these episodes early, obviously. You're, this is not a live show yeah, that you yes, listen this to. This is week. not live. Let's see. What date is this? This will be the 12th. The 12th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, uh, baby could be here. Yeah. Uh, on that point, At, we're, we're any, any day. Any given episode this month. Who knows? Yeah. I gotta uh, be changed forever. Yeah. Erica's okay, as of right now, at least. Yeah, she, uh, she, she's uncomfortable. She's uncomfortable. Yeah, she, she's ready for it to happen. Yeah, yeah she, she's rooting for it. I bet. Okay, we're going to dive into it today. We've got uh, today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. You know, we, it, Christmas stuff, you can go a billion different directions. And, you know, we've done some Christmas episodes before. I think this is maybe our first one as the best things, though. I think this is the first time we've done it where we bracket stuff out for Christmas. Yeah, that's that seems correct. I think last mm-hmm. year when we we tweaked formats, we just did some Thanksgiving stuff, took the holidays off, and came back in January. Yep. So, yeah, so this is going to be fun to kind of to go through. And today we're talking. You already know. You already know. I mean, what, what are we fooling ourselves for? You already know. 
but we're talking about Christmas movie characters. And we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I think we're also including like the holiday specials that the TV networks used to run. Yeah. Yeah. So just Christmas TV and movies. Because I don't lumping think, them together. I don't think like Frosty ran in theaters. You know? Pro- probably not. I, I'm sure, well, I'm sure it has since then. Surely some Maybe. theater out there has said, we're going to do a, a, a retro movie, Christmas movie special on the big screen. So, yeah, we're going to talk about favorite Christmas movie characters. There's a lot of good ones. And uh, if you're new to the, to the podcast, uh, first off, welcome. We're glad you're here. Happy, happy Christmas. Uh, but we're going to talk about them for a little while. Then at the end of the episode, we bracket them out. And uh, you get you get to play along at home. Get mad at us if you want to. It's totally fine. We're used to people being mad at us. That's where most people stay with us. That's exactly right. Mad. Our, our opinions are our opinions alone. You want to have your own opinions? Make your own podcast. That's right. Which your brother wanted to do, didn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he said that he had an idea for a podcast, and this is in his typical fashion, that he was going to create a podcast called The Worst Things and just play everything that I say. <laughs> He wants Thanks. to rename the show, huh? I feel the love. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about all these things. Before we can figure out the best thing, we have to talk about all the things. It's time for The Thing About the Things. All right. We've got uh, we got a lot of Christmas movies. We could we even talked about making this a two parter where we just talk about Christmas movies. Uh, we're not doing that, so we're talking specifically about characters in said movies. You've got a massive list of Christmas. Is that your yearly yeah, list? Th- this is my yearly list. H- how many uh, movies are on your yearly list? Uh, I don't know. Talk for a second. I'll count. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would talk about it so I could look something up. But okay, uh, we've got. I think everybody has like their traditional movies that they watch. You've got in some kind of order that you typically watch them in, or at least you've got you know your five or six movies that you have to watch every year. And I think I think if we were being honest, we could probably guess at least three or four movies that every person will watch in the month of December. Oh yeah, and it's got to be Elf, Home Alone, The Santa Claus. And it, it, I want to say it's a wonderful life. You should say it's a it wonderful should life. be. Yeah, but I should. think there's probably some people that are going to say Christmas Vacation or something like that. Uh, Forty-five. Oh my gosh. Movies, shows, specials on the list. Oh, that doesn't count Guardians of the Galaxy that we have watched. So forty-six. Uh, let's talk about Guardians for just a second because this is a brand new Christmas movie that just yep. came out in the oh, Marvel. The Santa Clauses. Forgot that one. Forty-seven. I have not watched that yet. Uh. One to ten, how uh, Guardians Christmas holiday special? Five. It was just average. Felt a little cheesy. Tried really? too hard in some spots. I chuckled a few times. Uh, probably wouldn't watch it again uh, next year. Really? Yeah. It's not going to become part of your. Uh, I didn't. I didn't find the story that captivating. I mean, it's a holiday special. Like, I don't think the story is going to be very deep. I think they no, meant to no, make no, it no, kind of thin. Well, uh, there, there's some deep stuff on this list. Some some real well, there is, but I mean, what do you expect out of a Marvel movie to, in a holiday? Uh, well, not a lot anymore because I think thing. Marvel has really tanked. They, th- they've hit bottom. You think they've peaked? Yeah, yeah. This it's just it's getting worse and worse to me, which I still have yet to watch. 
um, whatever the latest one was that came out. Black Panther? Black, uh, yeah, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, maybe it's trended it you know, back up. I think the next phase trends. I think that phase four was probably the worst phase. Yeah. It's been, it's been tough. It's, it's hard to capture the magic of in game and all that and repeat it. Right. They really peaked hard there. Yeah. Um, but as far as the Christmas special, uh, the Kevin Bacon stuff, you know, I thought was funny, uh, at times, but as a whole, it was just kind of, eh, it was mediocre. Yeah. I think the Santa Clauses, I think I told you, uh, 6.5. Okay. Uh, with the latest episode I've watched, I'd bump it up um, possibly to a seven. It's funny. Uh, I just finished the episode with Peyton Manning in it. Oh, really? And, of course, he's he's hilarious. Peyton's so good. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, I we're not here to talk about Marvel. Uh, we're talking about Christmas movies. And so. Characters. Characters, Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. I think we go we kind of do like we've done in different times. We just kind of back and forth. And uh, this is one of the, these are our own lists, by the way. Now we're taking liberties from some other lists along the way, but uh, the people have spoken, and so we're here for the people. And so we're kind of come up coming up with our own lists here. Uh, Aaron, you are Mister Christmas. Why don't you kick us off? Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, hmm. I don't want to crank in with, with the best. I want to tantalize people a little bit uh, okay. and just kind of whet their appetites maybe a little with a, with a little treat here. Okay. <laughs> Before we get to some of the heavy hitters, I want to you know just kind of give you some of the ones that I think might be outliers. But as far as a favorite Christmas character, I want to lead off with one that, that you may not think of. For me, this is my favorite Christmas movie. We watch it on Christmas Eve every year, and that is White Christmas. Okay. Uh, it is Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye as Bob Wallace and Phil Davis. And I I want to put Phil Davis in as one of my favorite Christmas characters. Uh, are you, do you, you don't really watch White Christmas. I, I've seen it in passing. I'm going to make it a, a point. Travesty. I'm going to make it a point, though, to watch it. I mean, it's intentionally watch it this year. Okay, though, for you, it's and your son. It's music heavy. You need to know that then going maybe in. I'll, maybe I'll be on my phone. Um, but it's good music. I mean, it's White Christmas. Yeah, it's arguably one of the top five Christmas songs of all time. Please tell me that song is in there. Well, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Do the whole was. movie and leave it out. <laughs> Uh, it's not the movie where White Christmas debuted. Bing Crosby had another movie in oh, which really? he debuted White Christmas, and then they created White Christmas. What movie is that. it? Uh, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot you, now. You're putting me on the spot. Um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't, I can't pull it up. I'm looking. I know it's on my list here. It's rare I get to do this to you. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know it. Um, we stumped it. Holiday Inn. Yeah. There it is. I kept wanting to say Christmas in Connecticut. I knew it wasn't Christmas <laughs> in Connecticut. It was Holiday Inn. Uh, and then they came out with White Christmas. Phil Davis, played by Danny Kaye in this movie, uh, does a lot of dancing and singing. He is sort of the uh, Rogers and Hammerstein is Wallace and Davis in this movie. Phil Davis as the character is a really funny guy. 
throughout the film. And he continues to put Bing Crosby as Bob Wallace into lots of difficult situations and scenarios. And I know you, you hate old movies. I feel like Christmas is built for the old. I, th- I don't th- hate these, old movies. These gave, this was the like the, the beginning of the Christmas. I think it's one of those things. I don't, it's not that I hate old movies. And, and I, I know Lauren would agree with me on this. It's If it has no nostalgia factor and it's older, it, it can just be slow. And if especially if it's music heavy, my interest just isn't there. It's not necessarily it's an old movie. I just don't know that it's going to be the kind of movie right now with no nostalgia attached to it that I'm going to get jazzed up about. I mean, you've probably watched this since you were a kid, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So it's got a lot of nostalgia for you. I would watch this movie on VHS all year long, just over and over and over and over. I feel, I, I'm positive I wore out a, a VHS tape of this movie. Um, but Phil Davis is a hilarious character uh, throughout the movie, a great singer, Please watch White Christmas this season uh, for me. I will. I'm, for, I'm, I'm going to commit to that. Just say that we're doing it for an old pal in the army, <laughs> which is a reference to the movie. Oh, and, say, that's and, and you'll, <laughs> you'll see that come up several times throughout the movie as he puts Bob Wallace into situations. <laughs> well, you've got me. So I, all I have on my list are heavy hitters. Oh, you've only got heavy hitters. Um but I, I guess I can okay. start near-ish the bottom okay, of my yeah, list. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a, um, whatever. This is a big heavy hitter, but I know we're going to disagree on this. So I'm going to go. This, that's why I'm going to go ahead and start here. You think there's one that we're going to disagree on? I do. Uh, one, Mister John McClane from Die Hard, as a Christmas movie character, John McClane, played by Bruce Willis, brilliantly played by Bruce Willis in the Christmas movie Die Hard. Okay. Do we agree? Great Christmas movie character. <laughs> I've never heard Aaron this quiet before. I don't know if I broke him or if he's considering it. Okay. This is the most. Uh, <laughs> this is the most what? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not a Christmas movie. Okay, how is it not a Christmas movie? So I did the math, okay? There are over 20 references to Christmas in Die Hard. Do you know how many references to Christmas are in Frosty 2? Do you have to say the word Christmas? No. But there's tons of references. They're singing in it. People are saying Merry Christmas. A cop's going, oh, man, come on, it's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Like, yes, I know. Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie. But there are more Christmas references in Die Hard than some movies that you will watch all the time. It's not a Christmas movie. I don't care. I don't care. You know what? He doesn't care because the whole reason people make Christmas movies and make Christmas albums is for money. It's a revenue stream. Bruce Willis. No, 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 no. Bruce Willis (laughs) knows his character. And he knows if it's a Christmas movie, and he says it's not. No. That's what he wants to say to stir up things. He knows it's a Christmas movie because it gets played every Christmas for people. I will watch it during the Christmas season every year. It is a movie that is based around Christmas. It is not Christmas-themed. What's the difference then? Where's the line? A Christmas movie has to do with the spirit of Christmas and the season of Christmas and the, and all of that. Okay, it happens during the season of Christmas. 
Lots of things happen during the season of Christmas that doesn't make them Christmas events. So is Frosty the Snowman a Christmas movie? Uh, no? I don't think it is. Okay. Well, I mean, then, you're, then your argument holds weight. It's There's a lot of people who are argue that Frosty the Snowman is a Christmas movie. Yes, Santa is in it, and it's a Christmas snow, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. I think that it, it becomes more of a Christmas Frosty 2 definitely doesn't. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, is that the one where they're like... It's the bad one where they're... Sucking up all the snow yeah, and something like that. Yeah, John Goodman. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's well... It, it's, yeah. Not a, it's, not, it's not one of my favorites. Uh, Frosty is more closely tied to Christmas, though, because you have the song. But Frosty the Snowman has not... The song has nothing to do with Christmas. It's a Christmas song, though. How we all recognize. So if it's that a, Christmas a Christmas song, song then Die Hard should be a Christmas. You movie. pointed out it does have Santa Claus in it. It comes closer to being a Christmas show special than does Die Hard. <laughs> I really just wanted to bring this up just to get you all riled up, and I think I succeeded. Go ahead, go ahead and give me your next. He's one. zero out of ten. <laughs> And it's not even that good of a movie. Oh, help me, Rhonda. Yes, it is. Dyer's a great movie. What? Let's see. You made me close out all my... <laughs> Look at that. I've lost everything I had on my screen. Did you really? <sighs> How did you do that? I don't know. I was so frustrated and flustered over oh here that gosh. I just closed everything down. <laughs> now I've got to find all my stuff again. Oh, my. Um, okay. My next one is... Ernest P. Worrell. You know I'm going to disagree on this one, too. Ernest Saves Christmas is a um, top five Christmas movie of all time. Uh, uh, and the reason that I know that... I used to respect you when it came to Christmas. <laughs> yep, it is, it is number five uh, because it is fifth on my list. So it so is that's your you have them ranked well at the top here because that is the order in which we watch them from Christmas Eve okay. back and Ernest Saves Christmas is the fifth one so those five are going to be watched the week of Christmas this is a little off topic but you know since you guys are probably going to have some downtime around Christmas this year you think you'll watch more movies just being at the house more experiment uh, with some extra movies or i'm afraid we'll watch less really this year you think yeah i don't know <laughs> we'll see how things play out <laughs> i i don't know um maybe, maybe we'll get to watch i i hope we get to uh to watch more uh i'm not sure uh, again depending on maybe or maybe not the baby is here uh if it goes all the way to the week of Christmas, this whole yeah. week of Christmas movies may get tossed out the window. I don't know. Um, okay, no. Ernest Saves Christmas, top five Christmas movie all time. Mm -hmm. No, no, sir. When did you watch it last? I mean, I, I, I've been a teenager at least. Okay, don't hate on this. Ernest, were, Ernest had great movies. The 1980s, Ernest was hilarious. It's just not my style of humor, I guess. That, that doesn't make any sense because... <laughs> You like the stupidest, corniest kind of comedy that there is. I don't know if that's a, I should be insulted or not. Lauren, yes. How? How? 
because the comedy that we think is funny, <laughs> your wife hates. Uh, that's true. We like the same kind of comedy. That That's true. So it doesn't make any sense that you would say that you don't like Ernest Saves Christmas. I don't know. I, I think it's just his character, that that type of character. What do you mean? I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but just the, the very stupid, very, I just, I, I just can't do that. Was that a good Ernest? I can't, I don't even know. No, <laughs> it's not. I mean, I really can't. It, it has been probably at least 20 years since I've watched anything related to Ernest. Ernest Saves Christmas is the best of all the Ernest movies. I will, I will. And it's available to stream. Where, where, where do you stream it at? Uh, I think it's on Disney Plus. Really? I think so. Interesting. It's either it's either HBO or Disney. I, I will commit to trying to watch that one. Commit to trying to watch it. <laughs> I can't I can't guarantee it, but I, I will I will commit to try. Uh, I will commit to watch White Christmas, but try. It's hard but you to know, be able in to doing talk- so. You sh- you should watch Die Hard. I have watched it. When? A couple of years ago. Now I need you to rewatch it as a Christmas movie. <laughs> It's just him walking on broken glass. So, uh, give me just give me a quick setup on the premise of, of Ernest Saves Christmas. Like, remind me what what is the whole purpose in the movie? Is he helping okay. Santa? I think? Yeah, Santa Claus has gotten old. He started to lose his magic. Um, he can't go anymore, and so Christmas needs to be saved. Santa Claus has come to tap this new guy as Father Christmas. Yeah, that was the microphone. That was the microphone. Audio listeners. Uh, he comes to choose the, his replacement. He doesn't want to be a part of it. He's this aging actor, and uh, you know he really likes kids, but he gets this big movie deal, and he doesn't want to become Santa Claus. He thinks that the guy's lost his, his mind. Uh, he can't believe that this old guy is actually Santa Claus. He gets thrown into jail, and it's up to Ernest to rescue Santa Claus and to save Christmas and to convince this other guy that he has to become Santa. And then Ernest, you know, ends up with the sleigh, and he's flying. He's going to try to be, you know, Father Christmas himself. And in typical Ernest fashion, he screws some things up. And finally, you know, they're able to get the real Santa Claus to to come and take over. But okay. I mean, it, 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 I, it's got some heartwarming. Yeah, from what I remember, like it. there's there's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of act, for that kind of movie action. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's it's very quick paced. Yeah, but I, I'll I'll give it another shot. You should. I'll give it another I, shot. I I don't want you to say that it's a top five movie of all time. I understand that that's a bit of a hot take on Christmas movies. Yeah. But I think that it's a worthy Christmas movie to be watched. Okay. I'll give it a shot. I, I'm, I'm nothing if I'm not staunch in my beliefs, but I will, I will also try that. Now i got to find all my stuff. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to bring out a couple of heavy hitters here uh, just because that's what I've got. Uh, I'm going to go to Christmas Vacation, and you might think I'm going to go Clark Griswold. I'm not. I'm going Cousin Eddie. Oh, you took mine. Cousin Eddie, to me, steals the show in Christmas Vacation. Hands down. Uh, Christmas Vacation is just great, by the way. Like, it's just, it's it's a great Christmas movie. Uh, I don't think you can argue that it's a good Christmas movie. Would you say it's a top ten? 
or top 15? Um, yeah, I mean, it to me, it's one of the ones that you've got to watch every year. I feel like it kind of is a little hypocritical for you to mention this one and take and say that <laughs> Ernest is corny, though, and then go right into Christmas Vacation because this is some really bad comedy as well. Not bad you, comedy. You, you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I get what you're saying. It, it, it's it corny. Is, it is very corny. It's it's slapstick. I mean, it's, it's Chevy Chase in his prime. Uh, but you have Cousin Eddie, who is played by, oh, my gosh, uh, Randy Wade. No, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, which is Dennis Quaid's brother. Yep. Uh, he just, he does. He steals the show. He he's He's there with his dog, his family, the kids. I mean... In the trailer, the, the <laughs> emptying out the the you know the porta potty, yeah, septic. Uh, so there's just a lot of quotable moments in there with him. I, to me, he is the the character in that. Clark Griswold, really great. Also, I mean, they're 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 one A and one B in that movie for sure. Yeah, no. When Eddie shows up, and that was I had quotes from the movie because I was going to mention this at some point today and say that I think it's got some of the most quotable lines yeah. of any Christmas movie that's out there. Uh, and when Cousin Eddie shows up and the camera just kind of pans and, and Clark turns over after he's you know finally got the house lit up and Eddie's like, you surprised? <laughs> surprised, uh, Eddie. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now is one of the funniest it lines is, of the whole movie. Uh, and then... My second favorite line is when they're out Christmas shopping and Clark tells him, you know, that they want to help give the kids a good yeah. Christmas. <laughs> well, we wouldn't want to impose, uh, you know, and then he, he gives him this whole list and he says, you know, just whips it out. <laughs> hey, Clark, uh, I want you to get something real nice for yourself. It's just uh, he, it's he hilarious. He is that side character, that that supporting cast member who who it's it's the Steve Urkel effect in my mind, where where yeah. the side character steals the show, in my opinion. So uh, that that is those those two. We'll put them together. Those two are my next ones. Okay. Well, let's see. I want to talk about somebody that I think embodies Christmas. When you think of this, uh, and that's Jimmy Stewart. Uh, yeah. And I would like to talk about his uh, Christmas film, The Shop Around the Corner. Oh, it's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> I'm assuming this is another one that you're probably never not super, heard of that Okay, one. you're not familiar with The Shop no. Around the Corner. Okay, he plays a guy by the name of Alfred Kralik, uh in this shop, uh, Matichek and Sons. This was set in, again, I've lost my entire list here, <laughs> and I've got it. I'm scrolling to Man, it. Who knew me, me mentioning Die Hard would have this re, re, uh, it, this much chaos? It it broke everything. Here we go. <laughs> um, so he is a pen pal with this lady. Ooh. They're secret pen pals. Oh, and is this like 1950s twi- uh, a Tinder or something? It's like ni- 1940s when this movie came out. Uh huh. And it was set. In, it's not listed here. This is 
the original You've Got Mail movie. Oh, okay. If you go watch You've Got Mail, they basically ripped off and remade The Shop Around the Corner. Really? Yeah. Okay. So Jimmy Stewart's character, Al Kralik, works in this uh, general store, and this co-worker of his, they just butt heads, and they're into it, and they fight, and they bicker, all of these things. She is his secret pen pal, the woman that he is in love with. I mean, he just... they. They they both are in love with each other, reading, and they wow. can't stand each but other. But they don't know it. No, um, at all. And his character, I think this really is uh, one of his lesser known works, probably. Yeah. Can I guess at the end of the movie, they, they realize that they fall in love and it ends happily ever after? You bet. Yeah, but you know... I don't know if that's because <laughs> as you're talking it out, like, no, it's not how it would work. Like, <laughs> I have known you from this, sure, but I've actually known you and don't like you. <laughs> so suddenly, your your nice writing is what turns me on. No, like, <laughs> that's not real world application. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't heard of that one. You said 1940s. 1940. Shop okay. around the corner. Again, I would say. You should look that one up and watch it. Maybe there, there's is no it, there's no music no music in okay. this one at all. Then I'm, I might give um, it a try. Have you? Uh, okay, it's a black and white. Speaking of Jimmy Stewart, let's let's talk about the the okay his most well known role. All right, uh, as George Bailey. Yep, it's a Wonderful Life. Which the reason I bring that up, and you you mentioned black and white. Have you seen It's a Wonderful Life in color? I have. It's weird. It's uh it's significantly better. You think? Oh yeah, I couldn't get past it. Really? Like it? It? I just couldn't get past it. It was weird. I, I'm used to watching it black and white my whole life. Last year, I watched it in color and go, "This is just weird. I can't do this." No, I I really enjoy it in color. I have to. I need to try it again, maybe this year in color again. But that George Bailey, he's an iconic one when it comes to Christmas movies. Which it's a wonderful life. Top five Christmas movie for sure. Uh, if you disagree, you know. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's see. I have it number two on my list. Yeah, it, it is. It is one of the best. Uh, it was shot during the summer. Like they filmed this in the summertime. And so that's why in certain scenes, when you look at George Bailey, if it looks like he's sweating, which I think honestly helped it out because it's happening in the parts of the movie where he's having like a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes. So it actually works in their favor, but like it is actually like 90 degrees when they're f- trying to film this thing. Uh, it was a flop too, like it was a flop when it first came out. Uh, but George Bailey is just—he's just a legend, and Jimmy Stewart's just great. I again, I've lost my page, <laughs> and it's not on this one apparently. Uh, this one came out. Am I remembering? Is it nineteen forty-two? I wanted to say forty-eight, but I could be wrong. It's definitely in the forties. Nineteen forty-six. There it is. Oh, meet in the middle. Yep. <laughs> So this was after Shop Around the Corner, which I thought because he okay. he did seem younger in Shop Around the Corner. Uh, you also get to give a shout out to to Clarence. Okay, he I had him on my list to talk about Clarence Oddbody. He was great, also. Again, a supporting character mm-hmm. that really makes the show brings some comedy, brings a lot of yeah. Burton Ernie. Oh yes, before Sesame Street. Before Sesame Street, um, which I'm guessing that's 
I'm guessing Sesame Street probably just flat out ripped them off. On I'm, I'm going to guess so. Uh, Clarence. Everybody knows he's working to get his wings. Yes. Does not have them yet. Doesn't have them yet. Well, has them now. Uh, as of this hour. Yeah, I think Clarence, he is worthy of you the... think he uh, steals the show? I mean, I hate to say that he steals the show because Jimmy Stewart's performance as George Bailey is so great. Um, but I would also put Mr. Potter in there. He He's pretty good. I think he's a little stiff sometimes just as an actor for that role. But the character of Mr. Potter, there's no doubt he has a lot of weight on it. Yeah. Um. I think that all of those characters, the the ones that I didn't think were super great was his parents. Yeehaw! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the parents, yeah. But I think all of it together makes George Bailey, with the story and everything, I'm going to say the best Christmas movie character that's out there. Really? Yeah, I th- I think he's number one. You think in my George book. is? Yeah, I think George is. It's hard to argue. We'll see when we get to the bracket because but... he he learns so many life lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, his eyes are opened. Uh, well, and it's stuff that you can take with you regardless of the season. Like yeah, it's stuff you need to appreciate. Yeah, like we we I think all of us at some point think our lives would be better off if we weren't here or we find ourselves in trouble, or we're having a bad week or something. And that's a life lesson that you can always take with you no matter the season. Uh, Let's do another kind of combo deal here. Okay. And let's talk about Harry and Marv. Yeah. And while we're there, we might as well go on to Kevin McAllister as well. Yeah. Just kind of talk about the home On my list also. Those characters, and here's what I will say. And I, I may have said this in years past, I can't remember, but on my list of definitive rankings, I have Home Alone 2 higher than Home Alone. Really? I think Home Alone 2 is the better movie. Really? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. I think Lauren thinks that also. I find, which surprises me kind of, because I feel like it's more over the top. I think the comedies, it, it is more outrageous, um, but I just find it to be a funnier movie, and Everything that happens to them in that house, the torture that they go through. Yeah, but I think it, I feel like that's condensed more. And maybe I'm misremembering, but like, you know, it feels like in the first one, the the invasion scene, like the setup is bigger. Everything's it takes up the whole movie. I feel like for some reason, the whole plot line with the pigeon lady and the toys and all that kind of stuff that takes up too much time. And I, oh no! I feel like the actual home invasion part is is really short in that one. No, I may be misremembering though. Yeah, I I think you are. The I I think that the rest of the story really adds to it. I was going to say that this one, because of the pigeon lady and the toys, um, I think it makes the movie better. I, I think the. As far as like a the storyline of everything, a good feeling the like storyline, what he's yeah. learning and going through. Yeah, I, think, I will agree with that. Yeah, but I, I, maybe it's just nostalgia for me. The first one to me is the better one. But Harry and Marv as uh, 
burglars, as yes. criminals, yes. I think have got to be the best duo of criminals yeah. in movies. <laughs> you gotta you got you gotta say that. And uh Marv was not supposed to be played by what what is his name? Um it, I'm going blank. Yeah, I don't have it. He listed. was supposed to be he was going to be played by another guy I'm going blank on. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a great you know, piece of information. There, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be one guy. It was supposed, it, to, be it supposed to be another one. Yeah, this is great. Um, again, I had this information pulled up, but you and your stupid well, you die, hard die Hard for this at this I, point. The whole reason no, that my you, stuff's gone off the rails is because you, you had to bring up Die Hard, and then I accidentally closed everything. Go do history. <laughs> do history, man. Um, Daniel... Somebody. Boone. Radcliffe. <laughs> Daniel, is it? No. <laughs> That's Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter was going to play Marv, everybody. <laughs> uh, Joe Pesci, though, is is perfect for for that character, though, for, for Harry. And, and somebody that you wouldn't expect to be in this family-friendly no. yeah. movie. Because he kind of played... Um, some more adult yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> he was in a lot of gangster movies and things like that. And I remember I watched it behind the scenes on Home Alone at one point, and like he really I think if I if memory serves me right, did not want to do it, and they had to kind of convince him and show him what the role was that he got to be cranky and crotchety. He just couldn't curse as much as he had in right. previous films. And I think that's what sold him on the role. Daniel Roebuck. Yes. This guy was supposed to play uh Marv. Oh, okay. And I'm glad it wasn't him then. No, because it's hard to picture anybody else playing Marv other than whatever the guy's Is name was. Is that the guy from Better Call Saul? Uh, no. No, it kind of looks I don't, like... I don't think so. Uh, I only remember this guy from Matlock. Okay. I... Yeah, you're right. I, I can't imagine anybody else playing either one of those. And I think, honestly, the reason... Like, Home Alone 3 should have never happened. And every subsequent Home Alone movie should never have happened. There was no reason to. If you're not going to bring back the original group, and I get that why you can't. Like, you you can't play that out for a third time. (laughs) Uh, I think Daniel Stern is this guy's name. Yes. Two Daniels. Um, There was a new Disney Plus last year, uh, Home Alone Sweet Home, that as far as the third and beyond, it was the better of them all it had um what was kevin's brother's name um you're a wealth of information for this. Yeah. his real life brother no 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 in the movie kevin's brother oh buzz buzz yeah i was gonna say buck buzz is in home alone sweet home okay uh and it was it was the best of all the others outside of one and two okay but doesn't probably even touch one or two. Though. No, 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 no. Not even close. Not even close. But Harry and Marv, I... Th- is it? Is it wrong to say they were better than Kevin? No, uh, no. Again, this is... I, see, I don't I don't look as, as Macaulay Culkin as the star of this movie. To me, this is an ensemble cast. Yeah, it really is. There, there really isn't a star to this because y- you... you they play off of each other so well. And it honestly, if anything, I think they could hot take. This is a hot tub, hot take, or whatever we're called, hot take quake, whatever hot it is. Take. 
I th- I think there could have been a spinoff with just Harry and Marv, and it would have been good. I, I think it would have been easier for them to do this movie without Kevin than without Harry and Marv. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, because even without them being hijinked and and is that a word? Hijinked? Yeah. Uh, hijinked. Uh, even without all the chaos that Kevin put them through, they were still entertaining. Just their own back and forth. And their own. It was almost like a Three Stooges kind of situation. There lots of slapstick and... And Joe Pesci is the straight man, and and Marv is is or Daniel Stern, he's he's the comedic relief. Like they played off of each other very well. If anything, there are some instances where Kevin McAllister brings nothing to the movie. There are stretches. I'm not saying the whole time. Calm down, internet. <laughs> but there are stretches where you're like, okay, there's really no reason for him. You know, we don't need we don't need this from him and his character. What did he just do recently? Did he do some commercials that were callbacks to Home Alone? Yeah, he did a Google Home commercial. That's what it was. If, if Google or if Home Alone was done in 2022 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it was entertaining. For it sure. was. Because this, this is. This is one of those 90s movies. It's a hijinks movie where the entire plot of the movie would not exist in today's world. At all. I mean... The, none of it would have would have taken place. It's hilarious to me. And, and there are times I go back and watch Home Alone, and I'm just frustrated. Like when the uh, when the when Mom McAllister calls back to the police department, uh, and they send you know, it's just it's frustrating to watch it. Like <laughs> yeah. okay, in real life, cops would not. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Uh, but also, like who has a house that big and <laughs> pays for their whole family to go on this trip? I've always wondered, like, what With is no Kevin's security dad system? <laughs> it's just, there's, there's some significant plot holes. Yeah, there is. And home alone. There is for sure. That, uh, I just try to overlook, but I still get annoyed every time I watch the movie and see those plot holes. Uh, let's go into another heavy hitting movie. And that is, uh, one Mr. Buddy, the elf. Woo. You can't talk about Christmas without talking about Mr. Buddy the Elf, played brilliantly by Will Ferrell. Nobody else could have played that role. Not a single other person on this planet could have done Buddy the Elf the way that Will Ferrell did. And God bless John Favreau also. Yeah. I mean, how important has John Favreau been to pop culture in the last 20 years? Uh, he's He's at the top. My goodness. He's at the top. Uh, and this was this was back when Will Ferrell was good. Oh, wow! <laughs> you you went for it, didn't you? Uh, well, have you seen Spirited? I have not. Is it not good? Well, I mean, it's a musical, so I'm not like, excited to watch. I it. I don't know. I watched uh, 40, 45 minutes of it, and finally just turned it off. Oh I, no! I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Wow! Um, no, he, like, he has not had a great run. <laughs> 2000 to 2010 Will Ferrell was prime time. Yes. Yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but he is great in this childlike wonder. He's hilarious. It's wholesome. My wife is not a big Will Ferrell fan. She was not a fan of Anchorman or Talladega Nights or any of those movies, but she freaking loves Elf. And that just shows what, what this movie did. Like it, it crossed every boundary and every barrier. Like I, I don't know anybody that doesn't love Elf. Again, I think this could be the most quotable Christmas movie. I think you're right. Yeah. 
honorable mentions. I, I put down a couple honorable mentions for this movie too. Uh, the narwhal. <laughs> Hi, buddy. <laughs> that is probably one of the most quoted <laughs> parts of the entire movie, and it comes from a CGI character <laughs> that was in there for a whole seventeen seconds. <laughs> Also, also honorable mention to the mall manager. <laughs> the mall manager at hey, Gimbal. There's no singing at the North Pole. <laughs> Code word, Santa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> he was, he, he was, was great. He was funny. He was so funny. Uh, you had Zoe Dashanel in it also, who was great. Uh, the kid was a little stiff. Yeah. Um, How about, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, James Kahn. Yeah. He was great in that. Just. He was great in it. He was so good. And then, uh, who played Miles? Oh. What's that guy's uh, name? Yeah, I don't remember his, his name, the, the real actor's name. But call me, call me Elf. Call one me Elf one time. more time. And then you have Bob, Bob, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart's in it. Yes. Papa Elf. It has so many great characters. Ed Asner's in it. I've got him a little bit later on my list. I want to do something a little bit later. As with Santa? With Santa's. Uh. Peter Dinklage. There he is. That's it. Yes. Um, yeah, just, this is... The whole cast is great except for the kid. Yes. Honestly. Because you have Mary Steen... Uh, Steenburgen. <laughs> yep. Is that right? Who's an Arkansas gal? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's from right here in Arkansas. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's really oh, well cast. Poor. Uh, wow. Andy uh, Richter. Also, is one of the writers. Oh, yes. So it's just a loaded cast. It's just really, really good. Uh, of course, we're, we're not telling you guys anything new, but out of okay, out of all of those, Will Ferrell's character has to be the best. Okay, character, though, if, right? if you can have a Home Alone spinoff without Kevin, you cannot have an Elf spinoff. That's true. Without Will Ferrell as Elf, I'm sure they've been approached to do a. a, a a sequel. It would be the worst thing that they it ever would. did. Yeah. You, you can't do that. It would be like when they redid Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Anchorman yeah. sequel was not good at all. But everybody oh, wanted it. Everybody, hope you find your dad. <laughs> all right. What else? I want to save all the Santas, though. I want to lump the Santas in for the end. So don't mention any Santas. Okay. Uh, Luther Crank. You know, I, I saw him on a couple of lists. Christmas with the Cranks is not one of my favorites. Oh. I watch it every year. Oh. It's one of those we put on the background while we're oh. doing something. Okay. I don't like what's coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> it's That's, fine. I have no problem with it. Okay. I have no problem with it, but it's not very high up on my list. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, is it Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know if it's, her character really annoys me. She is annoying <laughs> she in the movie. Really does annoy me in this movie. Um, and I, I, I have a problem because she kind of changes the rules on everything. Yeah, they agreed we're not doing Christmas this year, uh-huh. and it shouldn't have been as big of a deal as it was. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna take your one Christmas and go to a cruise, that's fine. Yeah, you, you're not a Grinch because of it. No, but. I think Luther Crank was a hilarious character. I think it was some of um, Tim Allen's uh, better work. In you fact, think? Yeah. I I think I enjoyed him more in Christmas with the Cranks than I 
do in the original Santa Claus. Wow. I think so. Really? Yep. I I, I don't know about that one. I, I would disagree with that. I, I don't see... In the original Santa Claus, I think you could plug and play any handful of people into the role of Scott Calvin. I mean, you're not wrong there. I don't think Tim I Allen... I think you could do the same thing with Christmas with the Cranks, though. I have no doubt that you could. But then I really think that it becomes less of an interesting movie. I think Tim Allen is more important in Christmas with the Cranks than he is in the Santa Claus. Interesting. Now, as a whole, I think Tim Allen is the Santa Claus and has he has to be yeah. there for the rest of those movies. I don't know that it's that big of a franchise if he's not there. That's true. But just comparing this movie to this movie, I think his performance... I enjoyed interesting more in Christmas with the Cranks. It's very, very interesting. This, he's this, you know, he, he, he does get a little bit grumpy in Christmas with the Cranks. You also have Dan Aykroyd in that. Yes. He's great in that movie, too. I, a good supporting character. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw it back a little bit. I've got a, a I'm going to group some here together. Uh, some old school holiday special. TV episodes, um, which you mentioned, Tim Allen. Hold on, I, I would give, want to give an honorable mention to Lucy from the Santa Claus Two and Three. She's an adorable oh, okay. little girl in there. Uh, we just watched Santa Claus Two last night, so that's why it's on my mind. Yukon uh, Cornelius from oh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Good character. I think he is the best character for me in that in that in that movie. Yeah, I, I think Rudolph's fine. The other reindeer, Santa, all of them are fine. Yukon takes the the cake for me. I find Rudolph, and maybe, I don't, is it him or is it his parents? Somebody's just, I don't know, a little bit whiny. Uh, Rudolph's kind of whiny. Yeah. And the elf is a little bit whiny, too. The, yeah, maybe. What's his name? Yeah. I don't remember his name. He wants to be a dentist. Yes. But Rudolph's a little whiny. Yeah. He's a little whiny. Also, in 2022, I'm still amazed that they play... This show, you know, why? just because of how politically incorrect the reindeer are and the coach is, he's like, ah, you know, he's got a nose. He can't be, you know, you can't oh. be part of the team anymore. You know, <laughs> Santa's, uh, Rudolph's parents, you should be ashamed of having a kid like this. I, I think the reason why is because at the end of the, and it's a, it's a lesson at the end of the movie, there's a, a lesson of acceptance there. I, maybe. Uh, but I mean, just for, for the, you know, coach reindeer to like tell Rudolph's parents you should be ashamed of having a kid like this. It is aggressive. It's just like, it's holy very aggressive. cow, I like, who, who decided to write this? Uh, also want to shout out Linus from Charlie Brown Christmas. To me, him or Snoopy are the the, the best characters in that one. I had Linus on my list as well. Yeah. Uh, his scene where he walks to the microphone yep. and, and reads the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2 it's just one of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, to me, that is one of the moments that we have to have during Christmas is mm -hmm. listening to Linus, yeah. you know, read that. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole movie, Charlie Brown's kind of a, a whiny... He is. Whiny bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got some of the other characters that are great, but Linus really is the level head throughout yeah. the entire special. And then Snoopy is just great. Like, we, we mentioned Snoopy any chance we get to around here. Snoopy is great. The little side 
storyline with him going on is always fantastic. Okay. Snoopy. When it comes to holidays where there's a character for the holidays, Snoopy has to rule it all because he's your Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's. uh, Is there an Easter? There's a spring one, something like that. Uh, Snoopy's just kind of a... He's an all-around character. Yeah, Snoopy is definitely the reason Peanuts is as successful yeah. as it is. All right, what else you got? I've got I got one more, and then I want to talk about Santa Clauses. But so you may have more than that. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. A lot of different iterations of of him. Yeah, it's it's been told many times. Uh, I enjoyed the character. I think that it was obviously very well written by Dickens. Yes. Uh, you can tell that story, I think, many times mm-hmm. over. Yeah. It doesn't ever... I enjoy practically every iteration of A Christmas Carol. I'll watch them all. Um, sometimes we watch some of the really old ones. Sometimes we watch the new ones. We'll watch the, the Jim Carrey Disney version of it. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I enjoy the Christmas Carol story. And Scrooged with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah, I forgot Fantastic. about that. Fantastic. He plays Fred Cross, which is a basically an Ebenezer Scrooge in a modern or an 80s modern right <laughs> story. If I had to choose one Scrooge, I really like Patrick Stewart's mm. Scrooge. Yeah. Uh I can't the, I can't disagree with that. The one from 1951 and I'm going blank on his name uh would be probably my second favorite Scrooge. Yeah. It's a great guy. It is. It's just a great story. And again, sort of like George Bailey, it's one of those where there's a lot of things that you can learn yeah. from this character. Well, and it's it's a great canvas to put. Uh, you can tell that same story, just like Scrooge did, just like the Muppets have and everybody else. Like You can tell this story forever and just apply some modern-day stuff to it. Uh, I love it. I think it's yeah. great. Um, okay, the last one before I want to hit Santa's, and you, again, you ha- you may have others we can get to also uh, between now and Santa's. Uh, the last one I have is is the Grinch. Again, you can't go through Christmas without watching the some iteration of the Grinch. And to my knowledge, there have been three. Right, there are three Grinches. You've got the uh, the original played by. I'm blanking on him while you're looking it up. The most recent Boris iteration. Carlock. Yes, I knew it was Boris. Uh, so you've got that one. You had Jim Carrey in the early 2000s. I want to say right at 2000. It might be 2001. 2000. Or, okay. And then most recently, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, now, there may have been some one-offs or something between yes. it, but those are your main three. Uh, to me, I think... The most recent Grinch movie might be my favorite movie. Yep. I think Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Grinch, though, may be my favorite portrayal of the Grinch. Oh, really? He he was, I mean, and it may just be because I know what all went into the costume and his personality fit. Like, I didn't see anybody else being able to do that, that version of a live-action Grinch. Like, he just nailed it. And so... But the original Grinch is so classic, and we watch it every year. So, shout out the Grinch. Shout out Max. Max is a great character in the Grinch also, especially in the new one. Adorbs. You ready to talk Santa? 
Are you ready to talk yeah, Santa? I'm ready to I talk don't know Santa. who else you had on your list. I, I'm through my list. Okay. I've got here a list of one, two, three, four, five, six Santas, and I'm sure you've got more to add. Okay. But I, I want to run through my these six Santas and feel free to add more on top of that. Uh, you've, we've talked a little bit about Scott Calvin, played by Tim Allen in the movie The Santa Claus. Uh, you've got Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus in Christmas Chronicles. I thought he did a great job. He did. He looked like a great Santa. Uh, Ed Asner from Elf. We talked about him a yep. little bit. Paul Giamatti and Fred Claus. I thought he was a great Santa. Oh, that's a character I forgot to talk about. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, Fred Claus is a great movie. Paul Giamatti was a fantastic Santa was, in my he, opinion. He was. Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. I am not a fan of the Polar Express. Nope. I don't I don't care much for that movie. Everybody seems to love it. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Hanks plays a lot of characters in that movie, but he does play Santa. And then uh, Richard Attenborough in Miracle on 34th Street, the, the more recent one. Now, I'm sure you're going to have yep. pre-1990 uh, Santas on your list here. Yeah. So the one that I think rules as the best Santa Claus is the miracle on 34th street from the original The OG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I think of Santa Claus, that is the character that I think of. Uh, Chris Kringle is the name that he went by yeah. in the, uh, in the movie. And again, I'm trying to get my deal pulled back up here. Cause I did have it. <laughs> Sorry, diehard. I'm still <laughs> reeling from that. I don't know. I've just completely lost it. Like I swear, some of these things that were on here are gone now. Um, they they updated their list in in real time. They did. <laughs> Edmund Gwynn has been uh what seventy three, seventy four, seventy five years ago since that movie was uh, made. It's been a while. It's been a minute. And according to USA Today, they say no one has yet to top him as Santa Claus on the silver screen. And I wholeheartedly endorse and agree with that statement. I mean, it's hard to disagree with it. He, he did a great job. He he is what you would think Santa Claus would be like. Um, and again, just the, the whole story of they're going to put Santa on trial he just he plays it perfectly. I don't know if he won any awards for that, but in my mind he should have. I would put him and Tim Allen at the top of the Santa Claus list. I think that that they stand uh modern and old. They're the two best Santas. I mean it's hard to disagree with that. He does a great job. I, I, you're right. Tim Allen for me is up there. Paul Giamatti does such a good job, though. I, I loved his Santa a lot, but we may find that out when it comes to the bracket. A little bit. If later you on. wanted just to sit down with one of the Santas though and spend oh, a day with them, that's a good question. It's got to be the Tim Allen Santa or this guy. Yeah, they just seem so likable. That's true. They've got wrong. that jolly spirit that you just would expect Santa to have. What about Billy Bob Thornton as bad Santa? Oh, man. <laughs> I wondered if that would get mentioned. <laughs> that may come up in the worst category. All right, you got any others before uh, we go? I, I, I don't. On? I've exhausted my list. Okay. 
Well, uh, let's move on then, and uh, we're going to listen to or listen to uh, read some of your feedback. We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email feedback at bestthingspod.com or tap the link in the episode notes to send a voicemail. Okay, I've got two pieces of feedback. Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback on all the socials, but two really stood out to me. Uh, one's kind of a big deal. The other one is just stinking hilarious. So uh, during our Thanksgiving episode, we, we talked on the episode about how... Uh, you know, Santa Claus comes at the end of the parade, ushers in Christmas, and we got to talking about how we thought Mariah Carey and Michael Buble should be on the Santa float ushering in Christmas. We put that on TikTok and asked what you guys thought. And would you know, this now we put this out before Thanksgiving. We had no idea. And we tagged Macy's in it, not a sponsor. But Macy's responded to us. Wow. We have made it. We're big time now. Woo. So at Macy's says, what if we told you Mariah was in fact opening for Santa this year? And lo and behold, she did. Did she? Yeah. Mariah Carey doing all I want for Christmas is you. Right as Santa's right behind her coming in. Wow. We called it. Let it be known. We called it here first. Uh, Did they say that? They wanted us to come be a part of the uh, action next year that we could interview Santa or... We haven't made it that big time yet, no. That Mariah wanted to talk to us. <laughs> no. She could open for us on uh, our next Christmas podcast. <laughs> yeah, our, we're going to do a live podcast recording. We, we are going to do that at some point. And uh, she's going to be our opener. <laughs> uh, the other piece of feedback I had... Oh my gosh, I love this. We did a smells episode... And Aaron, you, you said that you didn't think many things could beat the smell of vanilla. And you mentioned how you will you'll go to a candle aisle <laughs> and just sit there and you're and I quote, smell vanilla candles until you get a headache. <laughs> well, over on YouTube at yeah. Cra- Crazy Diamond okay. on YouTube says, creepy. <laughs> You come around a corner and find some random dude all lightheaded, ready to pass out from just going to town on all the candles. Guess I'm switching to plugins. <laughs> didn't know how I I didn't know I needed to worry about this creepy fetish. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. So good. Uh, but after you say, uh, yeah, I'm picturing it now, walking, turning the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Uh, be asked to leave the store, like, sir, you spent too much time on the candle aisle. You must purchase one of these. Oh my gosh, that was so funny! All right, uh, let's dive into some of the worst Christmas movie characters. Welcome to the best things. These aren't the best things. These are the worst things. Let's get scratching. Okay, some of the worst Christmas movie characters to ever grace the silver screen or the small screen. Aaron, I don't know if you've got really any. I've 
Ralphie from A Christmas Story. I'm just not a fan of the movie in general. So every time... Now, I'm going to partially blame this on TBS. Okay. Because TBS... Now, did you hear what TBS is doing? So they run yes, a Christmas story 24 hours on Christmas Day. You know right. what they're going to do on Christmas Eve? Uh, they're running something else. Elf. Yes. They're going to ruin Elf for a generation of people. Probably so. That's a travesty. TBS, get it together. People don't want that much. Which I guess, it's not as big of a deal today, is it? You got streaming. Who, who's really watching I mean, cable? Yeah, I, <laughs> it, it's different now because I'm never like just scrolling through like, oh man, this yeah. is... Yeah. Um, also, Frosty and Frosty 2. Frosty Returns. Don't care for that one either. Uh, Jack Frost is one I was going to mention. F- wait, from, from the movie Jack Frost? From the movie Jack Frost. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't like him? No, and I really don't like the movie. Really? Yeah. It, it is, if you look at my list, you'll see it's nowhere on there. Oh, it's not even on your list. Not even on my list. Wow. That's surprising. Uh, the other one I wanted to nominate was uh, John McClane. <laughs> I Die Hard. going to come back. Okay, I receive that. Okay, I don't agree with it, but I receive it. Um, and the uh, oh, uh, is it um, the the Burger Meister Meister Burger? <laughs> okay, yeah, he's a sort of like a a bad guy villain. You know, yeah. you're not wrong. How about the Abominable Snowman? Oh, that's that. Don't put him in the worst category. Well, he's a bad guy. That doesn't mean he's the worst. I like the Abominable Snowman. You do? Yeah. He's he's funny. Uh, Clark Griswold makes Screen Rant's list of top 20 worst. Why? Yep. You believe that? I don't believe that. Uh, the Gremlins make their list. <laughs> also not a Christmas movie. I would like to nominate the movie uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas as uh, one of the worst. Jack Skelton? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. I can I can get on board with that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I can't tell you the last time I watched that. Um, you know what? I will add Uncle Frank from Home Alone. Oh, I never cared for him in the movies. Yeah, he's kind of a dirtbag. He, he's a dirtbag. He's a cheapskate. Yeah. He's a freeloader. Yeah, he's a moocher. Yeah, he's just awful to kids. Like, yeah, he 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 gets added to my worst. Any other worsts? Uh, no, I feel like there was one more I wanted to mention, but I can't think of what it was. Hmm. I can't help you with that. Nope. I lost my (laughs) stuff because you went to die hard earlier that, you know, we, a couple episodes ago, y'all, you made fun of me for saying 100% a thousand times. I think that should have gone on the counter this this week. <laughs> How many times have you blamed me for losing all your information? <laughs> all right, let's bracket it out. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. This is the Best Things Bracket. Okay, Aaron, I believe you get first pick. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, well, with the first pick in our Christmas draft, you're going to take George Bailey. Oh, 
Bacon Loan Building. <laughs> oh, Bailey Building and Loan. Hot dog. You got Mama Dollar and Papa Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> you can put, put them together, together. Make a whole bunch of baby dollars. Um, go on, John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, I'm going to go Buddy the Elf. Your next one. We got. I want Chris Kringle from Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. Original. So for for just for some clarity, we did say that uh, we had to name specific movies if it's a reoccurring character in different ones. So that's why he's being specific there. Um, I'm going to go Scott Calvin. Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. Which one? Oh, uh, let's, let's take Patrick Stewart. Okay, for my third pick, I'm going to go Harry and Marv. Because you got to put them together. You, you can't yep. do one or the other. So I'm going to go Harry and Marv. Who do you got? This is your final one. This is my final pick. I'm trying to decide if I want Ernest or Cousin Eddie. Mm. And you hate Ernest yeah. for no good reason. I mean, this is your four seed. so It's my four seed. It has to go up against Buddy the Elf, yeah. which is a, a tall order to overcome to begin with. I'm going to take Cousin Eddie. Because I think that I think there could be an upset here. You think? I'm going to go the Grinch. And I'm going to specifically take Jim Carrey's Grinch. All right. So we've got, first up, Buddy the Elf versus Cousin Eddie. Three, two, one... Buddy the Elf. Buddy. I was going to say, you were about to surprise. (laughs) (laughs) You were wearing his shirt. You were about to take him out. It's Buddy. Uh, All right, we got George Bailey versus the Grinch in three, two, one. George George Bailey. Bailey. I went to the iPad and I can't write. Uh, Scott Calvin versus Patrick Stewart's Scrooge. Three. To Hang on just a second. I I, I really got to think here. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Scott Calvin or Scrooge. Three, two, one. Scott, Scott Calvin. Calvin. All right. Uh, finally, we have Chris Kringle from Miracle on 34th Street versus Harry and Marv. This is a tough one. Yeah. Um, But we have to make a decision in... Three, two, one, Chris Chris Kringle. Kringle. All right. 
All right, we got Buddy versus Scott. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That that wasn't a vote, Aaron. We we got we got to make a decision. Okay, Buddy versus Scott. Three, two, one. Buddy. Buddy. All right. And George Bailey versus Chris Kringle. We knew the finals were the final four was going to be hard. There was no way around it. Uh, George versus Chris. Three, two, one. George, George Bailey. Bailey. Okay, George. We have George Bailey versus Buddy the Elf. <laughs> Talk oh, about your man. Sophie's choice. This is e- either one of these I'll be happy with. I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah. I could have been happy with any of the four. I Honestly, yeah. I think those are our four... I think they are the honestly. Best. You look across the board here; these these final eight. I think I think all of them are great yeah. choices. I, I don't think all of them were worthy to be a winner, but I think this is a great field of eight for sure. But we have to make a decision. That's what people rely on us for. So, three, two. I thought I knew, and then I second guessed myself. The best Christmas movie character. Three, two, one. George, George Bailey. Bailey. George Bailey. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. Can you believe it? Huh. Do you believe? Do you believe in miracles? That's right, honey. That's right. <laughs> George Bailey. Good thing. Well, guess what, George Bailey? You have nobody to go up against this week because uh steak went five straight last week so there is there is nobody for him to go up against so he is just going to remain the champ that's right yeah because we we decided to, to just take away lion king just lion king does not yep does not it lost a stake yeah that's right so no uh, uh, no best thing about this week the the scene of him dancing on the floor when it's opening it's fantastic when he, ah, oh, I I can't wait to watch. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a fantastic. I'm not sure when we'll watch it. Growing up, we always used to watch it on Christmas Eve, and I I don't know. Maybe we should I should bring back that tradition. That's a good tradition. When when do you have it playing? It for, uh, for the, you guys the twenty third. The twenty third. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the next day, and next year, and the year after that, I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Then I'm coming back here and go to college and see what they know. And then I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields. I'm going to build skyscrapers a hundred stories high. I'm going to build bridges a mile long. Well, you going to throw a rock? (laughs) You going to throw a rock? (laughs) When the guy on the front porch yelled... Just kiss her already. <laughs> oh, man. It's a great uh, one. I, I think I'm happy with this choice right here. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely happy with and it. And we have had this discussion before. Maybe I've even mentioned it on a podcast. I don't think they should ever touch this movie. No. I don't think they should ever remake it. George I, Bailey I needs to be left in, in that 
which I would love to do an episode someday on hypothetical casting for movies. I think that would be a lot of fun for us to do. I don't know who would play him. I would say Tom Hanks, but I feel like Tom Hanks is too old now. He's too old. <laughs> I don't think he can do it anymore. But I think in his prime, he probably could have done this. Yeah. I think it's, it's a it's a Tom Hanks kind of role. He's the only one. I, maybe, I want to say maybe the guy, the dad from Modern Family. I don't remember his name right now off the top of my head. But I think he would probably do a good job. John Krasinski? Possibly, yeah. But I... I, I I don't think I don't think anybody could live up to, to Nah, that's just one of those that you don't touch. No. Okay. Got anything else? No. I I just want to go get some <laughs> homemade eggnog and hey, watch it's a wonderful life. I will say this, uh Best Things merch make great Christmas gifts. Ooh. So uh if you're listening this far into the pod, and that means you're a fan of the show. And we would love uh, for you to help spread the word. So, and the best way to spread the word is to send Singing a little merch. To hear. Uh, <laughs> that too. Uh, but yeah, send, what better way to tell somebody else about a podcast? Don't text somebody. Like, just give them some of our merch. And they're going to go, what's this from? Oh, it's this podcast you need to listen to. That's yeah. the way you do it. Uh, it is December 12th at the time you're listening to this. If you're listening to us live, <laughs> And uh, you're running out of time to order stuff online. Yep. Yep. I mean, Amazon is no longer two-day prime shipping, folks. Yeah, you better buckle up for seven-day shipping. Yeah, and our stuff's not even on Amazon. <laughs> but so you can hit the link in the bio to buy our stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is, this is your, your warning shot. To, you better get your online shopping part done now. You're running out of time. Okay. But the best gift that you can give us is like leaving us a review. Or follow us on socials, or right. tell, tell somebody about us. And a five star review. This is December. <laughs> this is a five star month now. That's true. Yeah, leave us that five star wherever you're listening. They have a star rating system. Apple Podcasts. You can actually type the review in. But I hope. I wonder if we made anybody's uh, wrapped on Spotify this year. I don't know. I'd be curious. Somebody, hope if you listen to us, they should. Hey, we got the creator rap though. We are we're in the top thirty percentile of podcasts that are shared. Hey, so look at that. Woo. That just tells you that how many podcasts don't really try that. <laughs> <laughs> if we're in the top thirty, that really makes me curious. Um, so thank you, thank you for listening. All right, anything else? Uh, no, not at this moment. Okay, just get out there and. Uh, Watch your Christmas movies. Watch it. All right. Well, then that'll do it for the best things. I'm Craig. I'm Aaron Nicholas. We'll talk at you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Best Things Podcast. If you liked today's episode, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening now. And remember, connect with us on the socials at Best Things Pod, and you may hear your take on an upcoming episode.